Although my memory's fading, I remember two things very clearly. I'm a great sinner, and Christ is a great Savior. Thanks for joining us in this final episode of our summer series, The Echo Podcast at the Movies. I'm Taylor Drake. This is The Echo Podcast, where we are looking for truth in the noise. everyone. I hope you're having a great day so far. You may have noticed, if you're being attentive, that you're only hearing my voice at this time. That's because Pastor Brian is taking a much-needed family vacation with his family. So continue to keep him in his prayer as they are traveling and make sure that they uh, don't have any mechanical problems and they get to their destination and that it's a time of rest and relaxation so that when he comes back, he's ready to go. Amazing Grace is a film that came out in 2006. It was uh, directed by Michael Apted, and it's the story of William Wilberforce, who was the primary motivator in Parliament as he was fighting and endeavoring to end the British transatlantic slave trade. Um, if you haven't watched this film, we really think that you should. It has an outstanding cast of Ian Gruffudd, who you may recognize from the Fantastic Four films, Albert Finney, Michael Gambon, who was a Dumbledore in Harry Potter, but also a very young Benedict Cumberbatch, who many of you know from from his prolific rise as Doctor Strange and Sherlock. But enough about the film, let's talk about the film. This is the story of these trials and struggles and the frustrations of William Wilberforce as he is convicted by his Christian faith that slavery is an abomination and should be uh, ended within Britain at this time. The film really explores the ups and downs, his own thoughts, his issues, his struggles with how to balance politics and his faith, and ultimately he realizes that if he truly is to be a Christian, he must love his neighbor as himself, and that includes slaves. In 1833, the Slavery Abolitionist Act in Britain history uh, was passed. This was an act of parliament that abolished slavery in most British colonies. It freed more than 800,000 enslaved Africans in the Caribbeans and South America, as well as a great number in Canada. It was finally implemented and took effect on August the 1st, 1834, and much of this was due to William Wilberforce. Now, the film does a really good job of showing that it's not just William. There's many other people that are working behind the scenes to craft this act in parliament that that there's not only a political idea behind this, but a religious one. This film deals with slavery in probably, I think, one of the most tasteful ways possible. Now, slavery is ugly, and the film does not sugarcoat slavery, but it presents it in such a way that most viewers are going to be okay while watching this. It's rated PG, and there is a good reason for it. There are moments of intense thematic elements that may not be suitable for younger viewers, but the message is clear. And the message that the film is really harping on goes all the way back to Galatians chapter 6, when Paul is writing and he says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For you reap whatever you sow. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. So then, whenever 
we have an opportunity. Let us work for the good of all, but especially for those of the family of faith. Slavery has always been a black eye with upon any nation's history, and America is no different. A lot of the questions that I have as a biblical teacher about slavery in the Old Testament has to deal with slavery in the Old Testament is not like slavery in the Deep South. It was very, very much different. So being able to address that, we see that the Bible and American history do not view slavery the same way. The ugliness of slavery cannot be overstated, and the effects of slavery are still being felt in America and around the world even today. However, William Wilberforce and the group of men and women who were behind him in trying to get the Slavery Abolitionist Act passed reveals to us the importance of doing good. As Christians, we recognize that nothing we do makes God love us, but God's love causes us to do good things. We recognize now that slavery is an abomination. The owning of another person against their will, which is not the same thing as indentured servitude um, or being a butler or a maid, but the actual physical act of slavery, the stripping away of people's dignity and humanity for another individual's profit, this is evil. And so we follow with Paul when he tells them, whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all. And we see that William Wilberforce is doing this. It is safe to say that not every slave was a Christian, and yet it doesn't matter if they were or weren't. It is true that we get to give special attention to the family and our faith, those other Christians and other like-minded believers who adhere to and elevate God above all other gods and above all other deities and beings. And yet, we should love our enemy and pray for them. And we should reflect and consider those who are less fortunate than us. And we should speak for those who do not have a voice, because that's what Jesus did, ultimately. Now, if you're sitting here saying, Taylor, that sounds like a really weird social gospel. No, not at all. We simply see that everyone is our neighbor, and we will do good for our neighbor as often as we can, as best as we can. And then if we're unable to do anything, we will lift them up in prayer and pray for God's intervention. So William Wilberforce gives us a great example of how we are not to grow weary in doing good. There are people who went against this act in Parliament. There are people who um, tried to ruin his reputation within society, publicly and privately, within the church and outside of the church. And yet we are encouraged that whatever we reap, we will sow. So what about you? Do you know what's the right thing to do but struggle to do it? Are you afraid of what people will think about you? Are you concerned about how your friends at school will look at you or how your coworkers will address and interact with you? If you are, then we would encourage you to reflect. Which is more important, doing what is good in loving obedience to God and service to our neighbor or keeping your reputation and being liked? These are honest questions that every Christian is going to ask themselves. I ask myself this on a daily basis. For people in authority and positions of power, what is more important, to have that position of a power or to wield it appropriately? If you have a voice when others don't, what are you saying? And if you don't know what to pray for, who will you pray for? 
I'm Taylor Drake, and this is the Echo Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this summer series as we've been going through a variety of films, some heavy, some not so heavy, but we wanted to end on a positive and encouraging word. We will reap what we sow, and just as Christ did not weary in doing good for the Father, so too should we not grow weary in doing good for God, our neighbor, and the world. Next week, we'll be starting a new series where we examine the friendship of Jonathan and David in 1 Samuel as we ask the question, what makes a good friend? And spoilers, it's not what you think it's going to be. Pastor Brian will be back next week, so both of us will be able to address this important and timely topic. We hope that you join us then. I'm Taylor. This is the Echo Podcast, where we are looking for truth in the noise.